Hey everyone, my name is Michelle and welcome to Romcom Weekly. Today, my friend Valerie is back and we're talking about the movie Miss Congeniality. Hey Val. Hi, thank you so much for having me back. I'm so excited. Thank you so much for doing this. I'm so excited to talk to you about this movie. So before we dive in, a few things. It was released in December of 2000. It's directed by Donald Petrie, written by Mark Lawrence, Katie Ford, and Karen Lucas. It stars Sandra Bullock, Benjamin Bratt, and Michael Caine. The IMDb.com summary is, an FBI agent must go undercover in the Miss United States beauty pageant to prevent a group from bombing the event. It has a 6.2 on IMDb, and it made more than $212 million worldwide. And then it was also nominated for two Golden Globes for Best Actress Comedy or Musical for Sandra Bullock and Best Song for One in a Million. All right, so Val, what would you rate this movie on a scale from 1 to 10? So first of all, that surprises me. I didn't know that on IMDb that it was ranked 6.2. That's kind of low to me. I rank it an 8 out of a 10. However, (laughs) I rank it an 8 as an overall movie. I struggle to see how this is classified as a rom-com. If I were to judge it based on the rom-com category, I think I I would have to give it a 6, which is maybe more in line with IMDb rating. Mm -hmm. But overall, I love the movie. (laughs) I just don't know, which I don't mind, but I don't really see the romantic aspect of it too much as opposed to some other movies. But yeah, I would give it an 8 overall. Okay, so... I totally agree with you. I'm mm-hmm. actually giving it an eight myself. Mm-hmm. So we are lockstep on the score. <laughs> and I was reflecting on this movie after I watched it too. I was like, you know, the romance is very, it's a very small part of the movie. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't make me like it any less. Agreed. I think it's still incredibly fun and enjoyable. But yeah, I didn't learn any like romantic life lessons from this movie necessarily. And that's okay. Agreed. 100% <laughs> with you. It was it was comedy, but I didn't think it was romantic comedy. Yeah. The same thing that you just said. I didn't learn anything <laughs> romance-wise. Yeah. I mean, it kind of bleeds into one of the things I like about the movie is that, like, Gracie, she's a pretty strong-headed, strong-willed character, and she's not driven by romance. I think she's driven more by, like, the love of her job and mm-hmm. her work. Yeah. And... Eric Matthews, who's played by Benjamin Bratt, is kind of like the cherry on top of everything. But yeah, I think like Sandy B, I love her. I think she's brilliant in this Uh movie. She's so fun and lovable. I could just keep on like throwing these silly adjectives around, but the physical comedy is great. She plays it really well where we get emotionally invested, but it's not too serious. It doesn't take itself too seriously. I'm totally with you. I feel like several times throughout the movie, I was watching it with Viv. Either think to myself and or tell her, I would love to be Sandra's best friend. Like she (laughs) seems like such an awesome, genuine, real, funny person. And she's probably funny without trying to be. Like I would just love Mm -hmm. to hang out with her, love to be her friend. All these like little things that either little gestures or little facial things that she would do. I'm like, that's, that's Sandy B. That's not her acting. (laughs) Right. No, 100%. I think that's why maybe, I don't know if Sandy B ever went through like the America sweetheart phase. She might have been. She's done a lot of Mm rom-coms. But I think a lot of people love her just because she seems so grounded and silly, Mm -hmm. but relatable. Yes. So yeah, I mean, like, I don't mind that it might just be Sandy B in this movie and not her acting as Gracie Hart. I don't know. Sometimes I get annoyed when I feel like, oh, the actor's not really acting. Like, that's, they're just being themselves on oh, screen. I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. This came out of actually another movie I was watching. I know what you're talking mm. about. And I agree. It's not with, I don't feel that way with her. But it actually reminds me, did you see that? I think it was Channing Tatum, an interview with him and, ooh, was it Jimmy Kimmel? One of the Jimmys. He was asking Channing, what would you do come like a zombie ac- apocalypse or something? And he's like, I-, I would go to Sandra Bullock's house. Like, you know that she would have her bar stocked. And you know that she's dealt with a bunch of bullshit just being in Hollywood dealing with all these men. So what's a couple zombies to to her? I'm like, I love that answer. And um, that's I amazing. Yes. 
I have not heard or seen this, but I love Channing for having this answer. Mm -hmm. I just saw that interview not too long ago. I'm not, I can't remember how long, how old the interview is, but it's very fitting (laughs) given this movie. That's awesome. Yeah. I would totally want to be friends with Sandy B Mm -hmm. and Gracie Hart. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, I mean, this will just become a Sandy B love fest, I guess. I'm down. (laughs) What else did you like about the movie? It's a lot of things we've been talking about. It's classic it's funny it's lighthearted. like i i love that i can sit down and watch i don't remember watching it from beginning to end in a really long time and it was still as enjoyable as if i were just to put it on in the background and it's it's like great for all scenarios i think acting is excellent they picked like the perfect actors and actresses like cheryl alone was hilarious (laughs) and she just all of the you know the top five top ten state women were hilarious in their own right and just perfect but i also loved i loved that theme of friendship and womanhood and them just coming together and like coming to gracie's help when she was when her team had abandoned her or had left Mm -hmm. so i love those aspects and i love that it was just fun like including that night where they just went they kicked back and went out and ate pizza and drank Mm -hmm. and painted and and just gossiped like that was so fun to watch and i think i same thing. I told, I like turned and told Viv, I'm like, I need that friend group. I need those ladies in my life. Yeah, you're, yeah, I agree with everything you're saying. It's just such a fun escape, but escape doesn't seem like the right word either. It's just a fun film to watch. You're entertained mm-hmm. the entire time. There's some movies, some rom coms where obviously it's not going to be funny throughout. Mm-hmm. I feel like this movie had laughs all throughout, mm-hmm. which to me is the sign of a good movie, at least a good rom-com, is like you're constantly entertained. There's no like boring parts. Sure, it might have been slow some parts here and there, but for the most part, it's it's highly entertaining. I agree. Yeah, the rest of the cast, solid. Cheryl, I love her. (laughs) So good. She plays like this sweet but slightly airheaded friend to a T. It's great. Michael Caine as Victor Melling, also Mm -hmm. great, perfect. perfect. Yes. There's some movies where you're just like, oh, this is trying too hard. You know, it's trying to say something. But I just, I did not get those feelings at all from this movie. Same. And like, it's kind of a theme, but it's one of the reasons I really like this movie is just, I think you mentioned female empowerment, you know, mm-hmm. womanhood, friendship. I think this movie does a good job in portraying Gracie Hart as uh, a woman who has depth, you know, like she's a tomboy, but mm-hmm. she can also be feminine and she can be really good at her job. And I just feel like a lot of the time these rom-coms paint women to be very one-dimensional or they try really hard to paint them as multi-dimensional and it just like backfires. Mm-hmm. But for me, I was just like, Gracie Hart is a badass. She's amazing. And yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Girls want to be friends with her and guys want to be with her. So I don't know. I love that description. I totally agree with you. And I think that goes to, again, with your whole, this is a a love Sandra Bullock fest. It goes (laughs) to her acting because it just was so effortless. And like you said, you Mm -hmm. just want to hang out with her. It's not like she's trying too hard. It's not like she's trying to act too hard or be funny too hard or she's being Grace or she's being Sandra. It just was so enjoyable to watch from beginning to end, like you said. You know how she does like that little sing-songy thing, like, you want to hug me, you want to smooch me. (laughs) I watched an old interview of her, like this was a long time ago, Mm -hmm. and you know, she was being interviewed as Sandy B, and she did that in her interview, like years before this movie came out. And I was like, really? what's happening? Is she just... Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. She's just being herself as Gracie Hart. I just, it's very endearing. I love that. It makes me wonder if that was part of the script or... Sandra Bog was like, this seems to be right. She just did it. <laughs> yeah, I wonder. So we both seem to be very much on the same page of this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, but are there any things you didn't like about the movie? I struggled with this question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but if I had to pick something, okay, a, a couple of things. One, Kathy's whole backstory. And I know they gave snippets to it from the other girls about how she had lost and how her son Mm -hmm. had this history. But just piecing it all together was kind of like, it seemed so easily traceable back to her and why would they do it in public and why would she want to harm, let alone kill someone, you know, like on the same stage as her. So I struggled with that piece. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Good point. 
And the other part that I wouldn't say I didn't like, I just felt like maybe it was a, I had, again, trouble connecting the dots was when the whole FBI team was, they had caught their citizen. Mm -hmm. So they had packed out and Gracie went to Vic to get dressed up and get everything ready to go. And Vic was packing up and gave her the speech about how if I had a daughter, I think I would imagine her to be like you, Mm -hmm. which I loved and I really appreciate. But I had trouble coming to that same conclusion because it seems like they were butting heads the entire time. And maybe Vic like picked out points where Gracie, like he kind of saw Gracie come through and came to love her. Mm -hmm. But I just felt like it was kind of a cheesy leap, if you will. Mm. Interesting. I can see that. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I thought that when I saw it. I was just like, he's a little over the top and maybe... Mm -hmm. Gracie's also a little bit over, like, just a little bit extra. Yeah. They, like, they grew to love each other. Yeah. Which I I can see that, but it just seemed a little Hollywoodized, Mm. where he had that whole grand speech about seeing his daughter and her. But I love the the line after that is, he goes, which is probably why I'd never procreate. (laughs) I know, I know. (laughs) It's like, this script is still solid. (laughs) But similar to you, I had trouble finding things I didn't like either specifically during the pageant I don't think I needed all those scenes of the control room of the people like telecasting the pageant I don't know if that added anything for me Mm -hmm. it's actually a whole category that I have later is you know what didn't age well Mm -hmm. and I actually found there are quite a few things that didn't age well that Mm kind of sat a little uncomfortably with me okay um so that's kind of what I didn't like about the movie yeah I'll just go into them now um Obviously, we come to learn that Victor is gay, mm-hmm. but Matthews seems like just really uncomfortable and scared yeah. to be like even associated with Victor in a few yes. scenes. He has to make it very clear that he's straight to the people around them. Mm-hmm. And these are kind of nitpicky. So, you know, I've seen this movie many, many times. Mm-hmm. It's the scene where they're doing the girl talk, as you said. Gracie mm-hmm. tries to coax some information out of the girls by giving them beer and pizza and one of the girls is like, you can't, you can't do that. You know, that's so many calories. And Gracie yeah, goes, it's light beer and she's going to throw it up anyway. Uh-huh. Like, I just feel like there are a lot of things that you just can't really make too much fun of these days. I'm with you. Uh, with, with good reason, you know. I'm with you. And then obviously just like the men, the FBI agents just like openly gawking and leering at the Miss America ladies. Yeah. You know, it's comedic. I get it. Haha, but I, I think it would be done differently if it were if this movie were to happen today. I'm with you. Those moments that you had just called out were moments that I also went upon rewatching this movie caught my attention, and I don't know if it did when I originally watched her, you know, years back. But I had the right. same thought, like, oh, like I still laughed at them, but I kind of mm-hmm. would catch myself and be like, that's not very PC, <laughs> nor yeah. would that fly really in today's climate. Yeah, yeah, you you kind of are taken back. So this movie came out 20 years ago. But you know, like you, I also chuckled, but you're also just like catching yourself. You're like, Oh, yes. Yikes, ouch. Uh, yep. Or oof, that's not okay. Yep, yep. But yeah, other than that, there's not a lot of things I didn't like about the movie. Yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> so we kind of alluded to a few themes earlier, you know, about friendship and mm-hmm. female empowerment. Are there any other things that you took away? I did jot this one down that came to my mind. It struck out as Eric, as he was packing up, and he's like, I like my rules, I follow them for a reason. Mm. So a theme that I jotted down was just trusting your gut, and sometimes you have to break the rules a little bit, and that is what Gracie did. But she just trusted her gut, and she stuck through, and even if that meant turning in her badge, even if that meant losing her job, or losing the respect of her boss, or, or you know, etc. Uh, so I did appreciate that theme as well. Yeah, that's a good one. I wrote that one down, I forget where it is in my notes, but... You know, I saw this movie when I was a teenager. Uh, so you don't really think about things when you're that age. But when you, you know, on the job, you, you're put in certain situations. You're like, oh, this resonates a little bit more with me now. You know, like, mm-hmm. yes, we all know the rules and we should play by the rules. But, you know, maybe there are certain situations where you got to go with your gut, which is always hard. It's, it takes a it's a brave person who, who does that, I think. Definitely. One of the things I took away was this idea of Gracie trying to prove others wrong. So upon reflection, and I think I mentioned this earlier, is that like Gracie loves her job. She's good at it. Mm -hmm. What was interesting to me about this is that Gracie actually never thinks that she's not good at her job. 
she never doubts her own ability. Like she wants to be on the citizen case. She mm-hmm. is able to decode the letter and she believes in herself and she thinks she's a good FBI agent. It's actually the fact that no one else believes her and no one else wants to kind of like stand up for her. Mm-hmm. Um, so she has to keep fighting her fight for herself and has to speak up for herself. And yeah, I think that's also one of the reasons why I think Gracie Hart is a badass. That's a good point. It's a good reflection because I'm also thinking back to the opening scene where her as a little girl mm-hmm. fights to protect that little boy that she kind of has a crush on. And then when he rejects her, she punches him, yeah. which again, may not be so PC these days. However, it was hilarious. And it showed that she's just this, like you said, this determined, badass girl, right? Since she was a little girl. Yeah. And I don't think I really appreciated that about her until this rewatch. Mm-hmm. Like you said, it does take a brave person. It takes a it takes a Gracie heart. Yeah. And you mentioned the scene earlier about, you know, Vic and his team leave and she and Gracie's left to her own devices about, you know, beautifying herself for the pageant. Mm-hmm. I got weirdly like I was touched when all the other competitors from the yeah, other states rallied to help her. Mm-hmm. I was like, not once did this movie. I mean, yeah, there was some cattiness, but I, I really think that they could have easily gone down a very different road about these girls, you know, infighting with each other and like sabotaging mm-hmm. each other to win Miss America. But it didn't go that way. Yeah. And I'm realizing, wow, yeah, that's a narrative 20 years ago that was very easily told. But I'm really glad that they didn't go down that road. That's a good point also. Compare it with if it were to be released in this climate. Huh. Maybe there's a lot more to this movie than we thought. Maybe is we're unpacking this. <laughs> Such a classic. I mean, it's true. It's very light on the romance. And I think Benjamin Bratt as Eric Matthews is kind of just like eye candy a little mm-hmm. bit. But yeah, I, I have more to add about that later. So okay, we'll wait on that. Let's talk favorite scene or scenes. Mm-hmm. Do you want to start? Where do I begin? <laughs> I noted so many down. Like we were talking about before, it would just be these funny little things that one of the actors or actresses would do. Mm-hmm. I mean, mostly it was Sandra Bullock. Mm-hmm. So number one, I loved on the plane where she's watching <laughs> the previous videos of these previous girls and Vic's trying to teach her something, but she's mocking them and waking up her like <laughs> her fellow team members that are sleeping beside her. Just the way that she's doing it is so funny. Loved that scene. I love it. So good. Because she's also mocking these girls who like, I have no brain. (laughs) (laughs) Um, To later find out, you know, that they're much more than that. But she's just so funny. Love that one. And number two, I loved her response to one of the questions and one of the, (laughs) I feel like you know where I'm going with this one, (laughs) to one one of the questions in one of the rounds uh, about harsher punishment for parole violators. And everyone was silent. And I was like, where did she come up with that? That's so random. It's like maybe a valid point, but it's so random to bring up. That was so funny. And then number three, you have to. The classic asking Cheryl the perfect date and her responding with April 25th. Like that's memed everywhere. It's memorized by everybody. Everybody knows that scene. You can't not mention that scene. I love it. A hundred percent. Describe your perfect date. Yes. That's a tough one. I have to say <laughs> April 25th because it's not too hot, not too cold. All you need is a light jacket. <laughs> it is hilarious. <laughs> and to I forgot the earlier point that you were making about Cheryl being this kind of airhead. I missed this, but I, I caught it on this last rewatch when they were, I think it was when they were naming her the winner. They said that she was majoring in something like astrophysics or something crazy. Oh. I'm like... <laughs> Okay, Cheryl, you go, girl. I didn't know that about you. I missed that. Oh my gosh, I didn't really pay attention to that. That's hilarious. I love that for her. Yes. I just, that scene cracks me up. It's iconic. Yeah, every April 25th, I always see memes shared about it. It's the perfect day. (laughs) I, I came up with the question of, Val, what is, I guess, twofold describe your perfect date in the way the question was meant to be answered but then also i want to know what is what is the perfect date for you (laughs) oh man putting me on the spot okay perfect date it would have to include a delicious meal yes i mean you you and me both food Mm -hmm. is very important to us right yes you've got to wow me in choice in restaurant and or drinks wouldn't be opposed to that 
Mm-hmm. And I feel like I would... Girl, it's been a while since I've been on the date, <laughs> but I feel like it would have to be uh, something interactive as well. Mm, I'm not sure if I'm thinking like a... Not a barcade or some game or some... I don't know, something physical, something interactive involved. I can't... Yeah. Th- I couldn't give you an exact example right now, but... I think that would be the perfect date for me. I think what, that's, what I mean, I agree with you. Food has to be involved. It has yes. to be good food. Yeah. And I agree with you in like the interactive activity because it shows different sides of people. Mm-hmm. The first thing that came to mind, and I don't know why, was just like bowling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it seems kind of cheesy. No, anything. But like, yeah. it's slightly competitive. Mm-hmm. It can be played with two people. It's simple enough. Right. Right. And it's low stakes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's funny. We have the same idea of a perfect date. Oh, well, we it. can go on one together when, you know, we're able to. Sign me, me up. Sign me up. I think I'm the same as you. Yeah. Food and activity. That's, we're, you know, easy to please. It's not much, yeah. guys. <laughs> <laughs> Step it up. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. So what is, on the other hand, what is your idea of a perfect day? I love this question because I feel like I've never been asked this nor thought about it if I had to answer. It would probably... <laughs> I love that it's this movie that's prompting this question. I would say... Ooh, this is honestly really tough. Like, how do you pick... I could maybe narrow it down to a month, right? But a date within a month? Sure. Okay, yeah, let's start with month then. Okay, month. I would say... <laughs> September? Because okay. I love fall. That's when it starts getting a little chilly. And all you need is a light jacket. It's true, Cheryl. <laughs> like, Cheryl speaks the truth. The leaves are changing colors, and it's just the the excitement of a new season around the corner. If I had to choose a month, September. I'm not sure if I could narrow it down to a date. <laughs> That's tough. Um, I'm actually the exact same. I would say September too, mm-hmm. or September as well. Yeah, not not September second necessarily, but <laughs> very specific. On the flip of Cheryl saying it's not too hot, not too cold. All you need is a light jacket. I yeah. agree for September. Right. So right. The change of the seasons. Yeah, I think I'm just we're just agreeing on everything on this episode, Val. We're on the like same we're page. the same. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Love it. I wrote down the exact same scenes you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Again, same, same. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, I have more. Oh, please, continue. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see, I've gone to one, two, three. Number four. Yes. I love, also classic, also iconic, when they're exiting the warehouse and she's all yes. glammed up, turned into this new person, like, Sandra Bullock. <laughs> Amazing. Ugh. And she's just aged so well, also, if you look her up now. Like, she's just... Yeah. The perfect human being. She's a hottie man. She's still beautiful now. Like, I mean, she can do no wrong. She's so classy. That's what gets me. She's so classy. There's like no drama about her. She doesn't try too hard. She's just... She's classy. And she's also just like, she just seems fun to be around. Mm -hmm. You know, there's some celebrities and figureheads out there who are classy, but they just also kind of seem like stuck up or boring. Or or they try too hard. Try too hard. Right. I Mm -hmm. just like Sandy B just seems like a fun hang. Yes, I love her. So that's my number four. My number okay. five <laughs> is when they announce the top ten and she falls on her <laughs> face, which she then incorporates into her answer. But just the fact that she just straight up falls, like, and it didn't seem like it was somebody else who, who was, like, taking that fall for her. That was straight up her. Yeah. It's just so funny because she's falling throughout the movie because that's just her she doesn't do well i've got to what pin it to high heels and a dress mm-hmm. but it's just so well timed i thought that on top of everything else was perfect mm-hmm. my last noted favorite scene was of course in her top 10 talent show when her talent was like quote-unquote drunk by the other girls so she had to come up with something else and she chose yeah. the whole self-defense on <laughs> eric matthews so timeless so hilarious and the way she executed also was so funny, too, about, like, egging him on and getting the crowd to cheer for him. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just love, I love all those scenes. Yeah, all those scenes are so funny and, I will say, iconic to this movie. Mm-hmm. I just, again, to, like, what I said earlier, I just felt like I was laughing throughout the whole movie. Yeah. And, like, Sandy B is, like, pretty much in every scene. So she's just doing the most and she's doing <laughs> so good. Yes. Yeah. 
all those scenes, 100% agree with you. They all mm-hmm. still like stand out to me all these years later. I mean, I was thinking about when I first watched this movie and I can't remember, mm-hmm. but I feel like it's on TV a lot. I rewatched it a lot. Pretty sure I had the DVD. I just, I just feel like it's been around forever. Agreed. It, I feel like it's on TV all the time also. Yeah, so it's such an easily rewatchable movie. I think that's also why I like this movie so much is that it doesn't matter where you start watching it on TV. Like you're just, you're just in, you're like Mm -hmm. Sandy B done. I don't need to sign me anything else. Just leave it on the background. You're in for a good time. Agreed. The whole world peace thing, which you mentioned, I just thought it was really on the nose for Miss America, just kind of like making fun of them a little bit. But then Mm -hmm. at the end, Gracie's like, I really do want world peace. I I just thought that was so cute. I jotted that scene down also, but from the perspective of the other question of what would maybe not fly if it were remade today, Mm -hmm. because it's like you said, you're kind of making fun of these pageants and how all like there's nothing of substance in these girls and these women's answers. So Mm -hmm. I like, I thought it was funny, but would it fly today? Probably not. Uh, (laughs) But I see what they were trying to do with it. Because we actually do want world peace. Like no joke. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I love them just playing scene after scene with these women after woman. That's yeah. easy world peace, like just back to back to back. So good. I love all your, your favorite scenes. I agree with you. Let's move on to WTF moments. Mm-hmm. Do you have a few here? I noted down, I mean, it was my earlier point about Vic making that comment to mm-hmm. Gracie about his daughter. Uh, mm-hmm. But I just thought of one as you were mentioning the, the world peace questions because I don't know if it's a WTF moment, but more like a rather a plot hole that I'm thinking. Why are they asking the same question to everyone? And then they ask Mm. poor Cheryl, what's your perfect date? So what is she going (laughs) to, of course she has to think on her feet when everyone else is given the same, I don't know, it's me just being nitpicky. No, I love it. That's a really, really good point. You know, what's interesting to me is that for WTF moments, I feel like I usually can come up with a laundry list of WTFs, Mm -hmm. but for some reason... I didn't come up with that many for this Mm, movie, and I'm not sure why. I think maybe I was just, like, on a ride watching the movie, and I just, like, wasn't poking enough holes as I usually do. Yeah. But I also think it's kind of silly. Like, I think in terms of this world of this movie, things are pretty tight. They're like, yeah, you know, we have to do this really quickly. She has to be pageant ready in two days, and yeah, yeah, all these things, and Mm -hmm. she has no talent. I just feel like within this world, it all kind of makes sense. One of the WTF moments I caught, I don't know, maybe you can help me have some clarity on this, is that Miss America pageant, I had to look up the ages of the contestants and like mm-hmm. how how old you have to be to participate. Yeah. So the contestants are aged 17 to 25. Okay. But there is a line in this movie. I don't know if it's like a blink and you'll miss it, but I think Grace is 30. Oh. There's a line when Vic meets Gracie and she's doing this walk and he's like, you know, oh, you walk like, you know, you're in Jurassic Park. And she's like, well, it served me pretty well for the past 30 years. <laughs> so it's a very close rewatch and a very close catch. But I was wondering throughout watching the movie, I was like, how old is Gracie supposed to be? And then I looked up the age of the contestants. Mm, that's a good catch. And I was like, uh, I, I think she would have aged out by, you know, running for Miss America. That's a good catch. I do know that there's a difference between Miss America and Miss, what is it, USA, and there's also like a Miss Teen. Mm. But I don't know if there's an age difference between Miss America and Miss USA. I did not know that. Maybe that's a good point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I'm not sure. The only reason I know there's a difference is because this one Thursday, I was actually getting back from Jersey. Uh-huh. I turned on the TV so that I could unpack. I turned it to a random channel and it was the, I couldn't tell you, it was one of the pageants that was on. And I got so sucked into it, Michelle, like, because <laughs> these women are brilliant. They're attorneys. They're like scientists. They're so accomplished and they're so young and beautiful and fit and mm. athletic. I watched the entire thing. <laughs> I, I like stopped unpacking, sat down and watched the whole thing and was like texting Viv and Kyle. Oh my gosh, North Carolina's up. Oh my gosh, Georgia's doing so well. Oh my gosh, look at Miss California. Like, I was so invested. So that's the only reason why I like, I did some research into understanding the difference between Miss America and Miss U.S. Oh my gosh, I love that. Okay, so that's a really good point. Also, (laughs) like, 
as you mentioned, when whenever they announced, you know, the top 10 or the top five, they would in the background be like, oh, Miss Arizona is Mm -hmm. studying marine biology or whatever. But to Kathy Morningside's point, this is a scholarship program. So my understanding is that these women are still in school and need money to pay for school. I forgot about that, honestly. Yeah, so I was like, Gracie, I think, is too old. If she's been, like, working and, again, she said 30 years, uh, you know, this walk has served for 30 years. So small catch there. Mm, good point. The other WTF I had was Frank Tobin, question mark. I didn't really have any fully formed thoughts, but I was just like, this guy is ripe with WTF. Like, Good point. <laughs> I was like, how, how did this completely fall through the cracks? How does no one know that Frank is Miss Morningside's son? Yeah, good point. He's kind of oddly placed. He's an odd character to begin with and just kind of oddly placed. Very, very odd. Do you have any other WTFs? No, those were all. Okay. Yeah, me too. And I'm sure like there are so many more, but that's all I could come up with for some weird, weird reason. No, those were good catches. I didn't, I missed all of those. (laughs) We talked a little bit about the ending, but Mm -hmm. do you have any further thoughts if you're happy with it? I am happy with it. I thought the whole surprising... Gracie at the very end was so sweet and so adorable. Mm-hmm. It left me with a nice, happy, fuzzy feeling and no complaints here about the ending. Yeah. I think it's wrapped up really nicely as most rom-coms are. Uh, she gets the guy. She redeems herself at work. She wins, mm-hmm. you know, the Miss Congeniality Award, which by the way, I looked up is a real thing. Oh, is it? It is. Yeah. And yeah, again, I mentioned that I really do want world peace. I thought that was a, a fun closing. Like they tied that joke back so cute. at the end. It's yeah. great. I don't think I got emotional ever watching this. Same. Yeah. I think, you know, watching her get emotional was kind of touching and I think it's incredibly genuine of her. I feel like we don't really see a lot of genuine moments from Gracie, but I think this is the time when she's actually moved and emotionally touched. Yeah, that's a good point. And she's just, she's changed so much throughout the movie, Mm -hmm, too. mm -hmm. So you mentioned she's changed. Um, Do you have any other thoughts on, like, character development and other people in this movie? I do think Gracie's character developed significantly throughout the movie, but I also think Vic did Mm. for all the reasons and all the moments that we've already discussed. Mm -hmm. But I think those two really changed. And I guess also, like, because of each other. Yeah. They developed, their characters developed. Yeah. I think Matthews also grows just because, you know, you mentioned earlier, like, he throws out the rule book. He follows his gut. Mm. We don't really get to know too much of Matthews, which is fine. Yeah. But it's definitely Gracie's movie and she shines in this. Yes. One note about Matthews that kind of irked me. It's closer to the beginning when the whole team that Matthews put together is forming a plan Mm -hmm. on how to, a plan to attack this. (laughs) And Gracie's in the background being like, oh, you guys should do this. Oh, yeah, and you probably should do this. And you should probably do this. And he's like, that's a great... Now I'm thinking, guys. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Of course it's a man taking all of a woman's thoughts and just taking credit for it. I'm really glad that you brought that scene up because I think it's funny now because... I think we collectively know that a lot of the time women are the ones who have like the better ideas, who get the ball rolling, who are the people who put things into action. And the guy's just like, oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. So irritating. It's irritating Mm -hmm. because then the men usually get the credit for it. But I just love that it's Gracie who like is on the ball. And we as an audience know that she's incredibly capable. But yeah, Matthews is just kind of a doof. She deserves better, in my opinion. (laughs) One of the questions is, do you think the characters stay together? But spoiler alert, there is a miscongeniality too. I know. (laughs) I have the same answer. Like, do you want me to answer this? Because I know from miscongeniality too, because of my thought. I have the exact same response. So for those who have not seen miscongeniality too, which you don't need to, it's not a great movie. They break up. Uh, Matthews isn't even in the movie miscongeniality too. But if it weren't for part two... My optimistic self says that there is a fighting chance that they could have stayed together. Hmm. My thinking is that, you know, throughout this movie, Matthews and Gracie have kind of like this friendly, competitive relationship at work. You know, I think he respects her as an agent. There's that one scene at the pool where he's like, I chose you for the job. Yes, because you fit the, you know, the mold of what we needed for the undercover agent. But you're also incredibly smart. You don't take shit from anybody. Like he's giving her a pep talk. But I think he genuinely believes these things in her. 
So that said, I think that there was like a foundation of like a solid friendship. Yeah. And I think the physical makeover that she gets is when he his head is turned around like, oh, she's also really beautiful. I don't know. A, a part of me was like, yeah, I think that they could have had a chance. What do you think? Do you think it was doomed from the start? I disagree. And maybe it's the reason that we had, we were just talking. I'm just irked by him taking her credit and just, yeah. I'm just annoyed by that. But it's the same thing that you mentioned about work. I feel like it's, and yes, we don't know that much about Matthews really as a character, as a person, but it's tough to make it work at work mm-hmm. to date a coworker and, and like grow a relationship. That's tough. Yeah, that's a good argument for it too. She does deserve better. She deserves someone to see for who she was at the beginning. Exactly. Again, we don't know that much about Matthews, but we know a lot about Gracie. And Gracie's this, like, badass, and she's yet she's funny, she's genuine, and he just seems kind of, she's kind of there. Yeah. Like you said, you said it perfectly. Like, you need someone to appreciate her and, like, bring that side out to her and love her for it. Hmm. I guess I, I can see both sides of the argument. Yeah. I could fight for them, and I could also just, like, I can see that they just were doomed from the start. Right. Yeah, but also, like you said, I don't know if I'm blinded by just knowing and miss congeniality, too, that they don't stay together. Yeah, that was not a good movie. I didn't hate it. <laughs> I just feel like it tried a little too hard. It did, it did. I know, I was kind of pushing it. it. It went a little overboard. It lost a lot of the reasons why I liked Gracie Hart to begin with. I agree and i didn't like the other characters as much however there were some parts that i haven't seen it in a while but there's some parts that stick with me like them <laughs> singing in that club oh yeah to rolling on a river yes yes love that scene love that dance <laughs> and her i can't remember her co-actress's name but i love her um regina king yeah i think so yeah i i agree it wasn't as good as the first one do you have any thoughts on if any of i mean we've kind of talked about how gracie's awesome and we like her probably because she's relatable, but do you have anything to add about that and any other characters that were likable or relatable for you? Yeah. I mean, I definitely think Gracie is likable. Yeah. I personally wish I could relate with her more. <laughs> I wish I were a badass, <laughs> but I feel like I actually relate more with Cheryl. I love that line where she's like, oh, my parents really don't like ostentatious <laughs> things or fire. I'm like, oh my goodness, Cheryl, that's me. That's our family right there. <laughs> Just this is like kind of like lives in her own little bubble, very sheltered, mm. but still so like real and gen- like I love her. But I'm like, yeah, I wish I were relatable with Gracie, mm. but I'm probably align more with the show. That's funny. That's funny. Hey, you're a badass, Val. Okay, don't let Thank anybody you tell you otherwise. Thank you. <laughs> But I do think that Cheryl in that moment is also just so lovable because yes. it seems so silly. She's like, oh, my parents mm-hmm. don't like anything ostentatious. Mm-hmm. And just like the way she says it, she means it, you know, like she really means so it. So genuine. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I don't think Gracie is ever annoying or unlikable. And like, Mm-mm. we have all had feelings of inadequacy or like needing to prove that we belong. So in that sense, I find her incredibly relatable. Who's your favorite character? Is the Pope Catholic? Obviously, it's Gracie. <laughs> what about you? Obviously, Gracie. I also, mm-hmm. I want to shout out Victor and Cheryl. I think those are the other two that I really, really have affection for. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. both of them just like continue to have these small nuggets that are just like really funny throughout the movie. That's true. Like, Matthews isn't funny. You know, he's there, Mm-mm. but he doesn't really add any comedic elements to the movie. I agree. So question for you. If you were running for Miss America, what would your talent be? Girl, you're asking me all the tough questions. <laughs> I never had to think about this. So for reference, the other ladies we see, like, Gracie does water glasses, which is so silly mm-hmm. slash amazing. I mm-hmm. mean, there was a period of time in my life where I was doing that myself at, like, restaurants. Really? I would, like, try to see how easy it was. And it's not that easy, actually. I can't imagine it is. You have to, like, moisten your fingertips and have, like... You have to, like, press down pretty hard. Yeah, right? exactly. Another lady sings opera. Cheryl does baton twirling with fire. Mm-hmm. Someone does like balloon figures. Oh, I do remember that scene. Yeah, I guess they all have to be able to be performed on the spot, right? Oh, there's also that line that Victor is like, "You are not having sex on this stage." Yeah, I just <laughs> lol. That was great. That was good. She's like, "I didn't know that was an option." Yeah. 
I love that the only skill I can think of is like the one that I had as a child. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ice skating. Mm. But I'm like, is that even feasible? Do they allow that? Oh, that's a good question. I didn't know that you skated as a kid. Yeah. You used to skate at Bridgewater Commons. Oh, hey now. <laughs> I know. I would think that that should be a talent. I don't know how you would do that. Like, would they make you a little small little ice rink on stage? Right. Right. I don't know. Oh, you know I'm going to be Googling this after. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I need to start preparing. Yeah. Yeah. You never know when you're going to run for Miss USA or Miss America. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I came up with this question because I was like, I don't know what my talent would be. Yeah, that's that's a tough one. As you said, these women are very, they're so accomplished, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think similar to you, it would be something that I did as a, as a kid. Like, I played violin. I played it Ooh, that's a, good one. a lot growing up. Played for quite a few years. So I think that is my boring answer. That's not boring. Do you still play? I can still read notes on a page. I haven't picked up my violin in years, though. I feel like that as long as you can read, I feel like you could pick it up very easily and and improve also to get to a point where it would just be like, you know, showcase. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good one. Let's talk music. Did the soundtrack mean anything to you? Love the soundtrack. I noted down a couple. Mm. <laughs> Number one, Mustang Sally, as they are again walking out of the warehouse. Classic scene, classic song. It just like it paired perfectly. Number two, she's a lady when they're arriving in Texas. Again, classic song. Mm-hmm. It's Tom Jones, right? Like, I think so. Who doesn't love Tom Jones? I love that song. And then my third one is also classic song, One in a Million. I remember loving that song as a kid. And I don't know if it's because of this movie, but actually it reminds me of like Bridgewater Commons and like oh. the arcade and like DDR. Wow. <laughs> it just reminds me of like that era kind of. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But yeah, I love that. I love those three songs. Yeah, I was thinking about the music of this movie and like... It doesn't really hold a lot of emotional weight to me, the soundtrack. There are some movies that the soundtrack really means a lot to me. Mm-hmm. But I think, to your point, it's a lot of, like, classic oldies. It wasn't anything of the 2000s era. Mm-hmm. Like, there was salt and pepper. There was, I think, an ABBA song, Dancing mm-hmm. Queen. But yeah, classics. But I think that classics, they were, yes. like, you know, before our time. Yeah. So it wasn't, like, necessarily a soundtrack I really sought out. But yeah, it, it was it was nice to hear those classic oldies. Yeah, I agree in that there was no, for me also, there's no like that emotional tie mm-hmm. with the soundtrack. However, I will say, whenever She's a Lady comes on, I will immediately go to this movie. Like, <laughs> I'll just think of the movie. Yeah, that's a good one. I, I think I would too. I think when I hear Mustang Sally, also, I think of this movie now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I think we both have an obvious answer to this question. Uh, why is this movie so beloved or popular? It, like you said, I think we we agree and I think we've talked about it. I mean, we love it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, again, surprised by how rather low of a rating mm-hmm. it got on IMDb. It's on TV all the time. Sandra Bullock is timeless. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love this movie. and it, it. But it goes to our earlier point also. Does it have longevity? Mm-mm. Would people react to it maybe the same way today? Mm-hmm. Mm, maybe not. Just because of some of the not PC things. Yeah, I agree with you. I think, like... I was trying to think a little bit more about this and like why the IMDb score is so low. And I, yeah, it's surprising to me. It was nominated for, or Sandy B was nominated for a Golden Globe for this movie. So yeah, I didn't know that. And I was watching this and I was like, yeah, she just deserved that nomination. Mm-hmm. I think the 6.2 is harsh. I, I'm going to just say that I think that this movie is beloved and I think it is quite popular because it's still, I think, one of the movies that is so iconic to Sandy B. Right. So I have some trivia. But I Mm -hmm. did also look up some trivia about Miss America, but Mm -hmm. now I'm questioning myself because I I didn't know there was a difference between Miss America and Miss USA. Mm -hmm. So, you know, take this trivia with a grain of salt. The winner can win up to $50,000 in scholarship money. And I think even if you are a contestant, you can win up to $3,000 just participating. Oh. The swimsuit competition is no longer part of the competition. Interesting. Rightfully so, in my opinion. It was banned in 2018. That's not too long ago. Two years ago, Val. I was like reading this. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. We were still doing this up till two years ago. We were just straight up judging women on how good they look in a bikini. Yeah. Like, how? How did it come? That's a little shameful. Oof. That is not okay. And as I mentioned, there is a Miss Congeniality Award given out, which, yeah, I was like, they totally made up this whole plot of the movie. I had no idea. Yeah. The 50,000, so are there like stipulations, like are there conditions that they have to apply it to something academic? 
Oh, that's a good question. I didn't look that deep into it, but I would assume so. And I think, like, if you win, you, like, you work that whole year that you are Miss America or whatever. Oh, I see, I see. Yeah, you travel a lot. You, like, I guess you, if you're a contestant, you have some issues that you are passionate about. And I think that money goes towards those issues. Interesting. If anybody knows more about Miss America and these beauty pageants or scholarship programs, let us know. (laughs) So some other trivia related to the movie is that Miss Rhode Island's answer to a question of what is your idea of a perfect date was actually used as an answer in a real life beauty pageant. Before or after the movie? I'm going to assume before. Oh my goodness. Which is probably why they included it in the movie. Interesting. Which is amazing. Oh, poor girl. (laughs) (laughs) Just thinking back, like, oh gosh. Go on, go on. Matt Dillon was originally cast to play Eric Matthews. No, this is so awful, but is he in Herbie? (laughs) Herbie? Uh, I don't know. I've never seen Herbie. (laughs) I love Herbie. (laughs) And yeah, I got him. Yep, he's in Herbie. OMG. I love that reference. I love Herbie. It's like with Lindsay Lohan, Herbie. Yeah, I didn't know that he was in Herbie. He's the bad guy. He looks like a bad guy. He kind of does. Oh, I don't know how I feel about him being... I like the, who they went with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like Benjamin Bratt. I think he's like, he's very attractive and I think he plays this really well. You know, like he knows mm-hmm. his place. Like he's not trying to yes. steal the spotlight from Gracie Hart. Right. So this is a random one. I included it just because he means a lot to me is that Edward Herman had a cameo role playing Gracie's father, but his scene was cut. Edward Herman was Richard Gilmore in Gilmore Girls. Oh, wow. Yeah. So he was grandfather Gilmore, but mm-hmm. he was supposed to play Gracie's father. Do they explain in what, like what would happen in that scene? I have a few deleted scenes, actually. Mm. So there's a whole scene with Gracie at her dad's wedding. And she, like, walks him down the aisle. She's late to the wedding. And she shows up in, like, her FBI. Like, she's just not dressed up for the occasion at all. Yeah. They're walking down the aisle, and Gracie's dad asks if she's a lesbian. Oh, my God. And she says, I wish. (laughs) So, you know. I'm glad that wasn't in there. Didn't really need it. There's that. Yeah, I agree. I agree. We didn't need that. Interesting, though. There are quite a few deleted scenes. Um, I just found these on YouTube. Mm. Gracie learning the choreography for the pageant, and she's just terrible at dancing. You know, we see that in the movie, but there's a whole other scene where she gets called up by the choreographer. She's like, do this, and she just fails miserably. Another one is Gracie and uh, Matthews approach Miss New Jersey at a gym and confront her to relinquish her title. Oh. And she is, I guess she does eventually step down because she's in a porno and they like show her the tape. They're like, we have this Mm -hmm. as evidence. That's true because they like gloss over that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then Gracie's mom actually had a backstory is that she was actually a member of the FBI. Oh, which is why Gracie's so driven at her job. But I read that the director was like, we don't need more sympathy for Gracie. Like we already love her. Like we don't need this extra story. I totally agree. Don't need this backstory to her parents. Yeah. But that's it for trivia. But I'm a little sad to say that we can wrap it up. This was such a fun movie, such a fun time talking about yeah. it. Yeah. Do you have any last takes before we wrap it up? I don't. Other than check out that... I'm going to do it right now. I'm, well, I'm going to do a couple things. One, <laughs> I'm going to look at that interview with Channing Tatum again. I'll send it to yes, you. Yes, please. And then I'm also going to research both... Miss USA and both Miss America pageants, and I need to learn more about them. So when I was watching it that Thursday night, can't remember if there was a swimsuit portion. And this was in 2019. Oh my okay. gosh. I was just going to ask, when was this? And yeah. side note, I love that you remember it was a Thursday night. <laughs> I think it, well, it was because I was like, I came back from Jersey. I was unpacking. So I had it on the, the background, <laughs> but it was not in the background after for much longer. But I will say that so Miss North Carolina actually won. Mm. Again, I'm misquoting. It's either Miss USA or Miss America. So I need to look that mm. up and find the exact specifics around it. And I'm so curious. And I need to know about the talent portion. Yeah. Too. I just think it's so weird that there's a Miss America and a Miss USA. That's kind of confusing. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure there's like a whole history to it. I need to... I'll read up on that tonight. <laughs> I guess. So this is just my thinking out loud, not knowing anything, is that Miss... America probably gets to compete in Miss Universe. 
Oh, I see. Like that delineation. Yeah. Like maybe. Miss USA probably is just, her job is just within the States, but maybe Miss, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I know nothing. I have no idea either. I just remember Miss North Carolina. That's maybe also why I was, I got so invested. Mm. She might've been the first something, mm-hmm. but she's black and she's this attorney and gorgeous. Like she models on the side, but yet is a full-time like litigator. Ugh. I'm like, wow, these women are like truly insane they are miss america <laughs> they're, they're miss america <laughs> yeah but i'm, I'm curious I'm, i'll i shall do my research i love it but i think um we've said it before but i'll close with it again is that i don't think this movie's trying to say a whole lot i really appreciate it for what it is it's just silly and mm-hmm. fun and like sandy b is perfect she's a delight and i wish she would do more like slapstick physical comedy movies like this I'm sure, and this is also, again, something that I love about her is that she, I feel like there's no drama about her and her personal life, but I I think she has kids, right? So I'm assuming she's being the amazing mother that she probably is. I don't know if you know this, but there was like, you say that there was no drama. I think there was some drama, like, so she won the Oscar. I remember this very specifically. She won the Oscar for The Blind Side in 2009. I wrote that down. Oh, okay. But she was married to this guy at the time. Viv was telling me about this. Go on, go on. So he, gosh, he's like a motorcycle enthusiast. Like he's like kind of a reality TV show guy in his own right or in this motorcycle world. But Mm -hmm. she wins the Oscar. And then very soon after, the news breaks that he's been cheating on her this entire time. But meanwhile, they get divorced. But then she's also been low-key doing paperwork for adoption. Okay. She was supposed to adopt her first child with the husband. But then she's like see you later. You're out of my life. I'm better than what you've given me in this relationship. So she chooses to adopt this baby as a single parent. It continues Mm -hmm. to go through the paperwork. But to your point about no drama, I think she was so classy when all that scandal went down. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think people really associate this story with her all these years later. She just lays low. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember that story, but Viv was actually telling me about it the other day in preparation for this movie. <laughs> but yeah, she's still so, like you said, she just like keeps to herself. There's You don't see her in tabloids these days. She's just a classy woman and she acts in these movies and does a killer job and then mm-hmm. goes back to her life and her children. I don't know how many children she has. I think she has two. Yeah, they're both adopted. This is just a love letter to Sandy B. It really is. I'm okay with it. <laughs> she's so good. But thank you so much, Val, for taking the time and talking about this movie with me. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. This was so much fun talking about it and reminiscing about a good old 2000 movie. Of course. But yeah, we'll definitely catch up on future movies. Sounds good. I am excited. I'm holding off on rewatching some just because I know. <laughs> I love it. Me too. That's how I've kind of been approaching these movies. To all tuning in, thank you for listening to another episode of Romcom Weekly. You can follow us on Instagram and please subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And let us know what you think of this movie. What would you rate it on a scale from 1 to 10? And we'll chat with you again next week. Bye.